Hallelujah. I love that song. It just says what I like. It says what I live. It says what keeps us alive. Amen? And because you're here means you're hungry for the word. And Rhema is established upon the spoken word of God, that message. God is not dead. His word is not dead, but it, it, he is alive, and he watches his word to perform it. Amen? So I'm telling you today, whatever it is you're facing, there shall be a performance of the word of God that is spoken to you. Amen. So get your Bible out, and we're just going to open it up and see what God says about his healing word. Amen. Now, this is my book. You can get it online, I think. And um, it's a testimony of what God has done for me. And each and every one of you have a testimony. It's all different, but it's your testimony. And it's to be spoken out, it's to be declared, it's to be shared with somebody. Because it will give people hope. Amen? Amen. Um, the scripture I have on the back of this book, it says, I didn't die, I lived, and now I'm telling the world what God did. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the words of David in Psalms 118, verse 17. Amen. So the healing power of God contained in his word healed me, and it will heal you. And not only healing in your physical body, but in your mind, your will, your emotions, your family, your finances, life. Hallelujah. There's healing. Amen. In the word of God. Can I hear a big shout of amen? amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So when I was a little girl, uh, I think Patsy might remember, I would have a lot of asthma attacks. And so I was sick with asthma all my life. And I tried this and tried that, took all kinds of medicine. And, and, uh, but one day, somebody came to the door of our house, the front door, and they knocked on the door. The scripture I have for this meeting is, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears, or anyone who hears my voice, and opens a door, I will come in, and we will sup together. Amen? And so that day, there was a knock on our door. We went to the door, and that's what you do when you hear the Holy Ghost knocking at you, at your door, your heart. See what's going on. Ask, what, God, what do you want? But we went to the door that day, and this young man had been newly filled with the Holy Ghost. He's on fire for God in the 1970s, and he had a cardboard box filled with um, books and then tapes, cassette tapes. This is back in the 70s. Remember those? Anybody? Okay. <laughs> and then they get all wound up and you got to unwind them, you know, um, tape them back together. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But on those little tapes and books, don't you remember? You took those. They were written by a man we had never heard of before, Kenneth E. Hagen. But we opened those books up. They were called things like this, The Authority of the Believer, Redeemed from the curse of the law. Hallelujah. How to write your own ticket with God. Different, different messages that this man had preached. And as we opened those books, we were teenagers. That's why I know that the word of God will work for every age. Amen. It is fitted to your spirit. You are a spirit. You're not an age. <laughs> Amen. The word of God speaks to your spirit. And we 
as teenagers got those books and we opened them up. You know, when you're hungry and thirsty for what God has for you, he never quits giving you more. Amen. So what revelation you have received is good. It is powerful. It is precious to you. You value it, but you don't just say, oh, that's what I know. And, and I'm, you know, that's it. No, there's more, 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 more. Amen. And so we took those, uh, materials and began to eat, devour those scriptures and devour those books, devour the messages. And I remember sitting on the bed at downstairs in our big sister's bedroom. And we had a little cassette tape player, and we listened to the message, uh, the testimony that Brother Higgin had of being healed. Healed. He was, uh, had how many? Three? Three incurable diseases all of his life. He should have died. In fact, he did die two times, went down. On the third time he died, he called on the name of the Lord and went up. But he came back to the earth with a divine assignment to teach faith. And so the Lord brought him from the bed of death through the word of God. He took the word of God. He asked for preachers to come and pray for him. No preachers would come. The only preacher who came was the one who said, Oh, Lord, comfort the family. <laughs> You don't need that. <laughs> and so he finally got his grandmother's Methodist Bible, right? And he got it out, and he began to read. He started in the New Testament because he figured in, if he started in Genesis, he will never get finished. So he started in the New Testament, began to read, and he came to Mark eleven twenty-three. Amen? Jesus said, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall... Say it out loud. He shall... Whatsoever he, he saith. Amen. So that word became a light to him. And I like that song because it's a light. And it enlightens your darkness. And he began to believe the word of God and speak the word of God and envision himself getting up out of that bed from that paralytic state and getting off the bed, standing up, getting dressed, and going downstairs and eating breakfast. You know, what you meditate upon, you will enact. It will become true. Amen? So he did. And he continued to speak the word of this long story short. He did what he saw took his legs out from the bed, took him forever. When he stood up, he said it felt like a million pinpricks in his legs. And he pulled himself up by the bedpost and stood because he saw the word, he spoke the word, he heard himself speak the word, he imagined what he was saying would come to pass, and he had what he said. His testimony is a powerful testimony, and we just build, you know, it's just like a door that opens up, and you say, well, that wasn't just for him. It's for you, 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 you. Jesus said, verily I say unto you, and wherever you hear Jesus say, I say unto you, get ready, 
get your pen and paper out. Get ready. He's telling you something. It is a truth. It is a principle that will work in every generation and for anybody who steps out on it. Amen? This is how faith works. So Mark has been preaching about that. And so I'm not going to re-preach his message, but I just wanted to uh, reiterate that fact. I listened to those messages. Patsy listened to those messages. Our lives were changed. I took, um, I gathered some healing scriptures together, wrote them down, began to speak those healing scriptures every day. And as I would have an asthma attack, I'd be going, <gasps> himself took my infirmities, <gasps> bore my sickness <gasps> by his stripes and healed, <laughs> you know. You know, just continued and continued and continued until that word displaced the asthma. The word can get bigger in you than the situation. Move it out of the way. Amen. And it happened one day. There was a big turn. Though I'd been meditating on the word. I'd been listening to Brother Higgin. My spirit was, you know, charged. And I woke up at night with an asthma attack. I got out of bed and I got mad. There has to come a point when you say, no more. You have been given the authority to say, no more. And so that night I said, no more. But the Holy Spirit showed me there was a spirit of infirmity who had come to just harass me and enforce that sickness. And hallelujah, I turned and I know what the Bible says. First Peter 5, resist the devil. Hallelujah. In Jude, I mean in James 5, amen, 4, 7. Praise God. Resist the devil and he will, let me hear you shout, flee from you. And so it's up to us to resist the devil. And that day I said, you spirit of infirmity, get off of my body in Jesus' name. I've been bought with a price. I belong to God. You get off of me. The curse has been taken care of, taken away. Asthma, get off of my body. And from that day to this, I have victory. If I fail to have victory, you know what I need to do? I just go back to the Word of God, meditate in the Word, and get my spirit edified and take another stand. Urgh. I hate it. And that same Word that healed me that day healed me 26 years ago, hallelujah, from an inoperable brain tumor. Because I didn't know I had that. It just came in. I didn't know. It was just, you know, something's come up on your life you don't even know but that's a called an evil date but on the evil day what do you do you stand having done all to stand you stand so I was in church had a terrible headache left I've been having one but I left the service that night went in the back room and had a seizure didn't know what was going on after that but I found out they called the ambulance took me to the hospital I woke up in the hospital and before my eyes opened, something was going on in here. You know, your spirit will sustain your infirmity. When you feed your spirit, when the evil day comes, uh, your spirit is, right? It's not, it's not down. Your body might be down. Your mind might be down. Your emotions might be down. But your spirit is strong. Amen. And from my spirit, I heard these. It was like a fountain of living water coming up out of my belly. Out of your belly. <laughs> Living water flows. And that it was living water, living word. 
himself took your infirmity and bore your sickness. With his stripes, you are healed. Hallelujah. That was already flowing up out of my belly before I opened my eyes. I opened my eyes. I saw my husband, saw the doctor. They're standing at the end of bed. The doctor had the, you know, the report right here. And he says, it looks to me like from these tests we just took that you have an inoperable brain tumor. Well, that was like a fiery missile coming out of the pit of hell. But you know, when you have your shield of faith, so it's so important to stay in the word of God. Feed your faith every day, every day, every day. So you have your shield of faith ready to go. And those words came to me like this, fiery dart, but the shield of faith was already up because it came up from here before that came. Hallelujah. And those, that report just went, Shh. it fell. It fell. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so, you know, that can rattle your cage. Evil reports kind of, you know, could shake you up. Well, we just took our place. I, I was in the hospital. Mark came to the hospital. He had got a grip. He said, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know I have faith in God. And he said, I am not going to waver. So he came to the room, according to Mark eleven twenty three, spoke to the tumor. You know, I'm so glad he was already practiced in speaking to things. <laughs> so the evil day is not the day when you go, uh, how does faith work anyway? Is there a healing scripture somebody can tell me? No, we, if you're a Christian, we need to be skilled in the word of God. Amen. From a child. That's why Patsy's so skilled. <laughs> she started young. And so he spoke to that tumor. He didn't say this like religion, religious people would say. Oh, God in heaven, please intervene in this situation. We don't know what we're going to do if you don't help us. That is religious garbage, and it won't do a thing except dig a pit and dig a grave for you. And he said, no, I got a spirit of faith. I'm talking to that tumor. He didn't even look at me. He just looked at my head. It was down here in my head. And he said, tumor, I'm talking to you. According to Mark 11:23, I command you to be removed. Be cast in the sea. Never come back again. Be dissolved in the name of Jesus. Now, did I feel this? Ooh. No, I didn't feel any power, but I heard those words. The word of God is full of power. And it's not physical power, it is spiritual power. It works in the spirit. And every sickness, every attack from the pit of hell, every depression that comes from the spirit world. And so you overcome with spiritual words out of your spirit. Praise God. Amen. And so I just want to testify real quick that we spent the week in the hospital praising God because this is a position of faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We sang. We praised. We spoke the word. We thank God. He didn't do it again. He just did it one time. Sometimes you pray and pray and pray about different things. But when you give a command of faith, it's done. On the day I went in for a biopsy, they took me in and prepped me up for this operation to take place on my brain. 
Now, how many have ever had a brain operation? You've had a neck operation. Well, what they do, they put this little uh, metal gizmo around your head so they'll get it the right place, you know. You're glad it's there. But I thought, I think I look like a Martian. <laughs> and you know what that did? That tickled me. I started laughing. I started laughing on the way to a brain operation. <laughs> they probably thought, oh, she's out of it. But something was going on in here because God always sends his word to heal you. The word that he sent me on the way to the operating room was this. Romans 8, 11, that if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he will quicken you by that spirit that raised him from the dead. And I started laughing. And you think we're crazy in here laughing? No, we know we're laughing because we know the word of God. And we're rejoicing over that word. And it just started bubbling up from the inside. And I started going, ha, 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 ha. So here I was going down the, all the way to the operating room laughing. Hallelujah. Faith laughs at impossibilities. Praise God. The joy of the Lord is your strength. He sends his word to heal you. There's healing in laughter. There's Holy Ghost resurrection power when you decide, I'm not going to moan and I'm not going to groan over my situation. I'm going to talk to it and then I'm just going to rejoice in the Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Woo. And out of your belly flows rivers of living water. Hallelujah. So, I'm glad to tell you that the doctor came out of that operation and told my husband, I don't know what to tell you, Pastor Hankins. The tumor that was on every single test we took was gone. We couldn't find it. Nowhere. Hallelujah. Praise God. So that's why I'm here today. And I'm telling you what God did for me. And if he did it for me, he will do anything for you in any situation that you're facing in your future or even right now has to bow to the mighty name of Jesus and the mighty word of God. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and let's praise God because we believe that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Use your mouth. Use your mouth. Say thank you, Lord, for your word. You send your word to us today. Hallelujah. Lives are forever changed because of your healing word today. Amen. Praise God. So let's look at some scriptures. Romans 10, 17. How many know this verse? Shout it out with me. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Now, if you cannot with all, at all possible look at each verse I shout out, if not, We'll just make a note of it, okay? It's good to see my friends. Love you. Psalms 107 and verse 20 says, He sent his, what? Word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Another translation says, He spoke the word that healed you, that pulled you back from the brink of death. Hallelujah. Proverbs 4.20 you know it, say it with me. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find health to all their flesh. Hallelujah. 
Another verse we're going to take. We've seen the Old Testament. Now let's come up into the New Testament. Matthew 8, 16 and 17, concerning Jesus. And when the even was come, they brought unto him many that were oppressed with devils. And he cast out the spirit, how? With his word. And healed, how many? All that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Hallelujah. So this is the foundation of what we believe concerning healing and concerning taking the word like medicine. So I'm saying if you're having a problem receiving your healing, maybe you've come up with the healing line or whatever, just take your medicine. Just go ahead and get your Bible out. Just take your medicine. Just relax. Take your medicine. Okay? So... You know, Jeremiah 15, 16 says, Your words were found, and I did eat them. And they were to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. And so his words, hallelujah, bring joy. And they go into your mouth, Jeremiah said. When your words showed up, I ate them. I swallowed them whole. What a feast. When your words came, I devoured them. When your words, your words are what sustained me. They are food to my soul. So I want you to look at your Bible like food. Food. Now, as a grandma of eight grandchildren, I've got all their initials right here. I've watched each one of them be born and start eating. And then I fed them. And I know that it is not the food that's in their hair on their face, on their clothes, or the floor around them, that matters. We want that food to get in their mouth. Amen? And so we don't want to have just an experience with the Word of God. We want to eat it. And so eating takes time. Eating, you know, you can just throw it in your mouth as you're going by, but when you're eating a good meal here, I know I've seen you prepare it on the barbecue. You're going to sit down, and you're going to eat that. Every bite, you're going to savor every bite, and you start chewing it up. Now, digestion begins where? In your mouth. And so the Word of God is just like food. God wants to know, did you get it in your mouth? And are you chewing it? My mother-in-law, Mark's mom, she was really slow eater. She would take forever to eat. But she would chew, 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 till finally she Got that bite chewed up enough. With the word of God, don't let it go in one ear and out the other. Take it, prepare it, sit down, and begin to chew it and eat that word that God is speaking to you because it's sent to you. That's called meditation. Now, meditation means this, to think deeply, think out, think up, dream up, to invent, to create mentally, to study, to chew, to mull over. So meditation is taking some time with the Word of God. Our meditation is not like the um, like yoga meditation. How many have ever gone to a yoga class or whatever? And they say, "Yeah, we're going to meditate." Yeah, and they, you know, what is that? That's just empty your mind. No, we're filling our mind. We're filling our spirit with the Word of God. Our 
meditation is like they do in Jerusalem. Have anybody, has anybody been to Israel? And you go there, oh, I love, don't, don't you love that? You go to the Western Wall, and you're going to see people in there meditating. You might see a class of young boys following their teacher, and they got their scriptures out in front of them, and they're going like this, and they're speaking those scriptures, and they become one with those scriptures. That is a form of meditation that you get lost in the spirit. That's what it says in the Hebrew. You get lost. I mean, you're just chewing that. You're thinking about it. You're saying it. Okay, that's the kind of meditation David did. He says, my meditation of these shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. Amen? He said, when you meditate in the word of God, you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers. In this meditation, come on, your Bible is God-inspired, right? Timothy says it's inspired by God. That means it's God-breathed, came out of God's mouth. Hallelujah. It's, it's alive. And um, it's, Mark likes to say it's mouth-to-mouth resuscitation when you meditate upon the word of God. Amen. Job 32.8 says, There is a spirit in man. The inspiration of the Almighty gives understanding or the puff of breath. The inspiration means. So when you're meditating in the word of God, you've opened it up. God's going to talk to you. His breath is coming into you. And sometimes when you're in a fight, you feel like, man, I'm going to fall over. Get your Bible out. He'll give you a new breath. He'll give you new life. Hallelujah. So as you're meditating on the word of God, it's breathing life into you. Amen. Zoe life. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we're feeding on the word of God. We're breathing the word of God. We're taking it like medicine. Amen. Remember, let's go to Proverbs 4, 20. My son, attend unto my words. Incline thine ear unto my sing. Let them not depart from before your what? Keep them in the midst of what? Let they are what? Life to you and health to all those who find them. The word find, that word find, it's this, to get a hold upon, to meet with, to have, or to light upon. As you're going through the word of God, the Holy Ghost will direct you to find it, to light upon it. You know how it is when you're looking for your keys? Anybody have looking for your keys? I mean, and you're just looking and looking and looking. And then you probably say, Holy Ghost, help me find them. (laughs) And then when you see them, it's like, ah, there they are. You light upon them. And that's how it is when you go through the word of God. You say, God. Teach me, show me. And all of a sudden, he'll say, look at that one. And you light on it, and it's life to you. That's what you're looking for. You light upon it. Amen. And James, too, you know, says to give such attention to the word of God. It's like you bend over and look at it. James 1.25, I just want to mention that. It says um, that... uh, you, let's just look at that. 
James 1.25. You get a hold. What's it say? Whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed. Okay? Whoso looketh. That word looketh is this. To bend beside, to lean over, as to peer within, to look into, stoop down. So the word of God that's coming to you, don't just let it go in. You're looking down. You're stooping over. You're looking into it. You're not being a forgetful hearer, but you're going to do what it says. You'll be blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. So I begin to look at these words of healing because Proverbs 4 says that there, there is um, a process Attend to the word. Pay attention. Say attend. Incline your ear. Let them not depart from your eyes. Say your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Your heart. And you know, probably you could teach this better than me, but let's go back over that. What's the first thing? Pay attention. Put it first. Incline your ear. How do you hear the Bible? Can you hear it? Can you hear it? No, you, it, no. But how do you hear the word? When you say it, you hear it. And it's most powerful when you say it. You can listen to a CD or a tape of somebody else saying it, and it's good. I remember Brother Hagin listening to him speaking the word. It's good. But when I said it, ah, I, you hear your own voice. Something happens in your brain. Something happens in your heart. Hallelujah. There's a process of that word being engrafted into you. Praise God. Through paying attention, speaking it, let it not depart from before your eyes. Whoa, your eyes, the gate. Whoo, the lightning power of the word can shine in your eyes. Hallelujah. And it paints a picture inside of you. Amen. And then you begin to act it out. It becomes real to you. Praise God for the healing word. So God's prescription is his Proverbs 4, 20. What's God's prescription? If you go to the doctor to get a prescription, they see what's wrong with you. They write, write it out. Do you just say, oh, thank you, and you let it fly out the window? No, you hold fast to that thing. Amen? Then you go and you get it filled, and you... Do whatever it says, right? You take it according to the directions. Say according to the directions. Amen. So we're paying attention, looking, saying, hearing, amen. You take that natural medicine according to the directions. If it says take it every four hours. Now my little grandson, Dylan, healed. I say he's redeemed from the curse of leukemia. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. But he got a little infection in his leg. And so he had to take antibiotics every six hours. And so they wanted to bring him home from the hospital after being in the hospital for six weeks. You'd want to bring your baby home. So they took him home and they learned how to administer that antibiotic through the vein. Every six hours. They kept track of the time. They did it according to the directions. They didn't veer off of it. 
How would the word affect us if we paid attention to it like that? Just set yourself up on a schedule every six hours. You're going to take that word that God has sent to you. That's your prescription. And you're going to take it just like you would a natural doctor. You would take it that way. And you know, sometimes when they give you the prescription, you got it right most of the time, all the time, in fact. You don't just take it one time. But it's got to last. It's got a duration of several days, right? Two weeks, ten days, whatever. And they say, even though you feel better, although you might not feel better for a whole week, but you keep on taking it, right? So don't give up on the Word of God. You say, man, it doesn't seem like it's working. Hey, you just started. Keep with it. It's working. So you start feeling better with a natural antibiotic. You say, well, I don't think I'm going to finish that. No, finish it. Finish it. Amen. So the Word of God, we need to finish what we have begun in the Word of God when he gives you his prescription. Amen. Um, hallelujah. So we can expect results. So write down this. Number one, feed on God's Word. Feed on God's Word. You know, sometimes you say, man, I, I just can't get a hold of my healing. It just doesn't seem like it's happening. Well, just feed on the Word of God. Go back to the Word, feed on it. The Word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It's alive with energy. It's working. Amen? Number two, receive your healing. Take it. It's God's will. It's not a matter of if he wants to or if he doesn't want to heal you. It is his will. He never turned anyone away. He said, it is my pleasure. Be healed. Hallelujah. Number three, use the word of God according to directions. Now, some medication, you got to take it with water. I like to take the healing word of God with water. You know what water is? Spiritual water. It's Holy Ghost laughter. Rejoicing. <laughs> so I meditated on the word of God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Himself took my infirmity and bare my sickness. With his stripes, I was healed. With his stripes, I'm healed. Let's say that. With Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. He took my infirmity. Now, you know took means this. He removed it. In the Greek, it's the word lambano. He took it forcefully. He lifted it off. It's like, uh, pulled it off of you. Praise God. So he took it. And as you begin to meditate on that, then you're, you're receiving a medicine. But then you go another level. Then you take it with medicine. Ha, 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 ha. Now, you have to get good at laughing. And I find that hard for some Christians to do. <laughs> because it seems like it's nothing. No. Laughter does good like a medicine. And... With joy, you draw water from the wells of salvation. That water is healing. That water is the word of God. That's life, the Zoe power of God. With joy. Joy is your bucket. Ha, ha, ha. So let's just practice doing this, okay? This is real practical. So when you're meditating on the word about anything, 
and your mind is giving you trouble. Just go ahead with the word, but follow up with this. <laughs> I know y'all are looking at me crazy. Okay. Hallelujah. Because God has spoken you that word. He's given it to you. Hallelujah. And he's given it. It's sweet. It's sweet. But he wants it to go on down. Hallelujah. And we're rejoicing over that word. Praise God. <laughs> now say this. I will rejoice over the word of God. Ha, ha, ha. Jesus bore my pain. He took my suffering. By his stripes I'm healed. His word it's alive. It's working in me. Hallelujah. I believe it. I rejoice over it. Praise God. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Come on, come on, come on. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Woo. What did you do? You just released living water out of your belly. Hallelujah. You know, some medicines don't work. You know, you're trying to swallow a pill with no water. It's stuck right there. And I see the word of God stuck right there in a lot of believers' throats. Because they refuse to. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know what? That's the Holy Ghost power working. He works with the word of God. He works with the word of God. Praise God. Can I hear a shout? Glory! Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we take the word. We feed on the word. Praise God. Receive healing from the word. We use according to the directions. Amen. And then we give the word time to work. It's medicine. Right? So you got to continue to give the word time to work. Amen. Now, remember when Jesus was on the earth, Luke 5.15. I love this verse. Everybody shout out. Luke 5.15. I love this verse. <laughs> Look at it. Praise God. Jesus said he was working and moving and among the people, he says, great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. That word healed it also is, is found in Luke 6, 17. A great multitude of people which came to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities. That word healed is the Greek word, listen, therapeo. Therapeo. What does that sound like in English? Therapy. Amen. So that's not, that just shows you that you get it not just once. You go back. If you're having therapy, go back again and again and again. And as Jesus would talk, teach, he taught, and they would come to hear and have therapy. Therapy. His therapy was good. Forgive. Love your enemies. He taught all kinds of practical things like that, but they affected a healing and a cure. Hallelujah. Don't be concerned. Don't be worried. I'm telling some of you here today, don't be so upset and worried. Cast your cares over on the Lord. And as you do, there's therapy. They came to hear and to be healed of their infirmities. Praise God. And as you hear the word of God, meditate on the word of God, speak the word of God with your own mouth, it's a therapy. 
Something is changing in your body. Spiritual power is moving physical problems. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's say that. Spiritual power is moving physical problems, mental problems, emotional problems, and bringing complete healing to my body, my spirit, my soul, and my emotions. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. And that scripture, both of those scriptures, it has this little word, healed of their diseases. The Holy Ghost said, look at that verse, or that little word of. That's a tiny little word, but it's a powerful word. So I looked it up in Strong's. Would you like to know what it means? <laughs> in Strong's. It means this. While they were listening to Jesus, something was going on. They were being healed of their infirmities. It means there was a separation of that infirmity. There was a departure of that infirmity. There was a cessation of that infirmity. There was a completion. It's over. It's over. Won't come back of that infirmity. And there was a complete reversal. Hallelujah. Did you know of meant that? Hallelujah. When you hear the word of God, something's changing. Something's changing. There's a reversal going. There's a completion. It's over. There's a cessation. There's a departure. That disease is going that way and I'm coming this way. Hallelujah. I'm healed. <laughs> Praise God. That's going on in my meditation. While you're meditating the word, the Holy Ghost is teaching you, giving you application, personal application for your situation. Amen. Lift up your hands and say, thank you, Holy Ghost. You give me personal application. Come on, come on. You give me personal application for my, my situation. Hallelujah. Rejoice over the word. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Now, how many know the verse out of Isaiah 53? He was wounded. Can you say that with me? He was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquities. We're making it personal, aren't we? Yeah, that's okay. Because we're thinking about it, right? We're meditating on it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's back up. It says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Griefs, sorrows. Whoo. That is pain. That is disease. The word is kolai. Coley, I can't pronounce it, but it's like all kinds of infection and filth. Jesus bore every pain, carried every disease. Hallelujah. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Let's say it together. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes... I am healed. Hallelujah. He took that. That word he bore 
our griefs, carried our sorrows, is the word NASA. In the United States, the, the uh, air program, the rocket, the outer space program is called NASA. And it means in the Hebrew, lift off. He bore your pain. He carried your suffering. He lifted it off of you. Hallelujah. And took it away to the cross and was nailed to the cross. Galatians 3.13, what does it say? Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. As it is written, cursed is every man that hangs on the tree. Woo! So Jesus was lifted up. He said in John 3, 14, If I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto myself. Woo! What was going on? There was something big. God himself in manifest in Jesus' body was lifted up as a lamb of God. And he became the curse. And he absorbed into himself every curse, every sickness, every disease. Hallelujah. Every pain. Glory to God. He took it in himself on the cross. And if we believe, we have everlasting life. How do we believe? We look away from ourselves and we look to him. We look to him. Amen? There's a wonderful story. It's not new to you, but it's a wonderful story nonetheless. In Numbers, the uh, 21st chapter and verse 9, it says, And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole, and it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. When he beheld, that's when he believed. Amen? When you start looking into the word of God, that's when you start believing. Hallelujah. All things are possible to them that what? Believe. believe. So if your faith, your believing is kind of wavering, look at the word. Look at the word. Hallelujah. And so this, you know the story about how the children of Israel, they begin to complain, murmur about their situation. And you know, whenever you start murmuring and complaining, that's when serpents and devils come in, try to kill you, steal, kill, and to destroy your life. So you just shut that up. <laughs> Amen. So Moses interceded for the people. And God said, make this serpent a brass, put it on the pole. And if anyone will look there, they will live. So two things happened. They Quit looking at their situation, at their body, at the, serp at the snakes, maybe even at the places they had been bitten. That's hard. But they looked away and looked up. And they got all their family, look up, look up, look up, look up. And I'm telling you today, look up. Look to the word. Look to Jesus. Hallelujah. Look and live. Amen. And he said, in the Amplified Bible, this is how they looked. Attentively expectantly, with a steady and absorbing gaze. Woo! Let's say it again. I'm going to say it and you say it. Attentively, expectantly, with a steady and absorbing gaze. Hallelujah. Now I just want you to practice. Hallelujah. By our stripes we are healed. This is how you do it. Get your word out. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I'm looking. I'm looking. His word, he are the same. He and his word are one and the same. When he said he sent his word to heal me, deliver me from my destruction. The next step is, oh, that men, so Psalms 107, 20, 21 says, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. Hallelujah. So you look at the word. Look at the word. Receive healing. Receive healing. Hallelujah. Believe. And then you lift up your hands and begin to praise him. Praise God. And as you praise him, you receive. As you praise him, you receive. As you thank him, you receive the power. Hallelujah. So I want you to stand up on your feet. I don't know what your situation is, but Jesus does and you do. Hallelujah. Let's look away from that situation. Let's look up. Let's just, with our imagination, let's put that verse up there. Uh, Isaiah 53, uh, 5. Let's put that up there and let's just lift up our eyes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You are lifted up. Praise God, you are wounded for our transgressions. Let's say it together. But you are wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. For my peace was upon you, and with your stripes I am healed. Hallelujah. Now thank him. Thank him for his goodness and his wonderful works. Thank you, Lord, as we've heard your word, as we've spoken your word, as we've looked to your word. We thank you that you are alive. You and your word are one. Thank you that disease has to leave bodies right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. We receive healing and life. Thank you, Lord. We praise you for your goodness and your wonderful works. Jesus, you went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Hallelujah. Praise God. You must give thanks with your mouth. Hallelujah. Come on with your mouth. Let's give God a big thank you. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.